48K News. It's 8 o'clock, I'm Judd Boaz. The headlines, a coach goes on trial for sexually assaulting a young athlete. Lawmakers call for the government to use some of its huge cash reserves to help children with special needs. And Hong Kong is again ranked the world's freest economy, but with a caveat. A 77-year-old track and field coach is on trial in Fanling Court for allegedly molesting a young athlete nine years ago. The victim, who is only identified as X, will testify from behind a screen so that members of the public cannot see her. The prosecution had also applied for her to be screened off from the defendant, who was identified as WH. However, the magistrate turned down the request, saying it's the defendant's right to see the prosecution witness. Lawmakers Fernando Chung and Dennis Kwok are calling on the chief executive to use the government's vast reserves to give the required support to children with special educational needs. They said they've already told Carrie Lam how these children, as well as their parents and teachers, are being let down by mainstream schools and inadequate education policies. Mr Kwok says allocating more resources should be a first step to correcting the problem and it would be a better use of money than blanket cash handouts. Especially when our government is sitting on billions and billions of dollars of surplus. Why can't they do more? Instead of handing out $6,000 to each citizen, why, don't, why aren't we using these resources in a better way? So that's why, you know, when the government came out and said, we're going to give you know, $4,000 and $6,000 to everyone, you know, I fundamentally object to that. Because this is wrong. It is stupid to use the money that way when we can actually help so many students and parents and families who are really in need. Police suspect a man attacked his wife before jumping to his death from a commercial building in Shengwan this morning. The woman later died in hospital. The incident happened around 8am when the man's body was found on the podium level while his wife was found unconscious inside a unit of the same building. She later died at the Rutenji Hospital. Police sources say the two worked in the same building and were in the process of getting a divorce. Officers are treating the woman's death as murder. A group studying land resources says Hong Kong should better use existing land to provide a stable land supply instead of large-scale reclamation and developing country parks. The Citizens Task Force on Land Resources was speaking as the official public consultation on land supply ends today. It says the government should first use the 2,700 hectares of underutilised land in the new territories, which are now being held up as brownfield sites, developers' land banks military sites and new development areas. Paul Zimmerman is the task force chairman. It's better and more efficient for the city to develop the new territories, to add little bits of reclamation at some locations close by. Yes, you have to put in new railway, you have to put in new roads along those alignments because some of them are too busy in the new territories. But that's a much more efficient solution than building a brand new island That is not a very efficient solution. The much more efficient solution is we build on the existing structure of the city and build that out. And if we fix the process, we can have a regular supply of land. The government has taken issue with a comment from the Fraser Institute in its annual rankings of free economies. It once again ranked Hong Kong as the world's freest economy, but said there is a valid concern that interference from mainland China, which ranks 108th, will ultimately lead to deterioration in the SAR's top position. It said this particularly applies to the rule of law, which helps ensure equal freedom for all. But the SAR government says there are no objective facts showing the rule of law or judicial independence have been subject to any interference.
The Asian Development Bank, meanwhile, has forecast Hong Kong's GDP to grow by 3.7% this year, up half a point from its earlier projection. Chief Economist Yasuyuki Sawada says the adjustment is supported by the strong growth in the first and second quarters. I think domestic demand as well as uh, external uh, demand through uh, imports seems to play a role for you know, this uh, highest Q1 growth rate in the last uh, uh, seven years. So uh, that's a factor of why we upward, uh, you know, revised uh, uh, Hong Kong, China's uh, growth rate from uh, 3.2% in April forecast to 3.7%. The Hong Kong government has maintained the annual growth forecast for the entire year at between 3 and 4%. The ADB also forecast that China's economy will grow by 6.3% next year, down 0.1 percentage points from its previous estimation. The bank says the moderation is due to slower demand growth and the trade war with the U.S., Expected GDP growth for this year, meanwhile, remains unchanged at 6.6% thanks to strong economic performance in the first half. Mr Sawada says he's cautiously optimistic about the trade conflict. Based on this overall careful assessment, uh, including not only direct impact through bilateral trade measures, but also indirect effect through supply chain network and also trade redirection effect. Altogether, using the um, uh, best data we have, I think overall impact, quantitatively or magnitude-wise, uh, it's rather small. So, but uh, having said, it's, it doesn't necessarily we underscore potential risk of uh, escalation. A Chinese citizen who entered the U.S. on a student visa has been arrested and charged with secretly working for a high-ranking Chinese intelligence official. The U.S. Justice Department said the student, Ji Chao Chun, had helped efforts to recruit engineers and scientists. President Trump's national security adviser John Bolton has issued a strong warning to Iran's rulers if they harm the United States, its citizens or its allies. Mr Bolton was speaking at an anti-Iran conference in New York. According to the mullahs in Tehran, we are the great Satan, lord of the underworld, master of the raging inferno. So I might imagine they would take me seriously when I assure them today that if you cross us, our allies or our partners, if you harm our citizens, if you continue to lie, cheat and deceive, yes, there will indeed be hell to pay. Mr. Bolton said America would be aggressive in enforcing economic sanctions on Iran. He said neither the European Union or anyone else would be allowed to undermine them. The EU yesterday said it is setting up a body to evade US sanctions and continue trading with Iran. The BBC's North America correspondent Peter Bowes was listening to Mr Bolton and sent this analysis. It is strong rhetoric and the message that the US will go after Iran if Tehran doesn't fall into line in a way that satisfies the Trump administration. So in terms of the action that we know about, for last month the US reinstated sanctions that target Iranian government's purchase of US dollars, uh, trade in gold, other precious metals and its car sector. In November, more damaging sanctions will be reimposed on Iran's oil and shipping sectors and those sanctions will be followed by further punitive steps that are meant to hurt and isolate Tehran. In an address to the United Nations General Assembly in New York, the Iranian president has criticised the Trump administration for its hostility towards his country. Hassan Rouhani called for dialogue but said no nation could be brought to the negotiating table by force. 
Unlawful unilateral sanctions in themselves constitute a form of economic terrorism and a breach of the right to development. The economic war the United States has initiated under the rubric of new sanctions not only targets the Iranian people, but also entails harmful repercussions for the people of other countries. In his own speech at the UN, President Trump accused Iran of sowing chaos, death and destruction. Local authorities in the eastern town of Beni in the Democratic Republic of Congo will allow health workers to resume their operation against Ebola on Wednesday. Activities were suspended two days ago when 20 people were killed in a rebel attack. A hundred people have died of Ebola since the start of the outbreak nearly two months ago. The decision to resume the operation came after a strong warning by the World Health Organization. Bill Cosby, once one of the big names in U.S. television, has been sentenced to between three and ten years in prison for aggravated indecent assault. The judge branded the 81-year-old actor a sexually violent predator. Cosby was found guilty of drugging and molesting Andrea Constand in 2004. Her lawyer, B.B. Kevitz, said she hoped the case would encourage other victims of sexual assault to come forward. We have represented Andrea now for almost 14 years. She has gone through this process and the many processes with both courage and grace. For us, we get to close this chapter of our book. For other victims, they're just now beginning to write their own books, and hopefully they will feel safer and more free to do so. Scientists at University College London say a healthy diet may help protect the mind from depression. They've called for clinical trials into using nutrition to help tackle the disease. The researchers said there was a pattern of plant-rich diets protecting against depressive symptoms. They said food alters gut bacteria and the immune system, both of which have a complex relationship with the brain. The European Space Agency's 100th launch of an Ariane 5 rocket has now gone ahead successfully after an earlier delay. It put two large satellites in orbit from its operating base in French Guiana. The BBC's Jonathan Amos reports. Another countdown and another launch for one of the world's most reliable rockets. The Ariane 5 was developed to guarantee European nations a means to get their spacecraft into orbit. But Ariane is under pressure from the American billionaire Elon Musk's low-cost reusable rockets. The European workhorse is losing market share as a result. An updated design is coming, Ariane 6, that promises to be simpler to operate and 40% cheaper. It should debut in 2020. To financial news and shares of spicy hotpot chain Heidi Lau have surged as much as 10% on their first trading day in Hong Kong. They opened at $18.80, a dollar up from the offer price, and then climbed further to $19.64. The Beijing-based company raised more than $7.2 billion in the listing, making it the co-founders Zhang Yong, one of China's richest restaurant operators. The company says it will focus on expanding overseas. It already owns more than 300 restaurants in the mainland and has outlets in Singapore, South Korea, Japan and the US. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 27,942. That's 440 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $58 billion. To currencies, the US dollar is trading at 112.94 yen, the euro is standing at 1 US dollar 17 cents, and the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 29 cents. And now with sport, here's Adam Chung. 
We start with football. Manchester United have been knocked out in a third round of the English League Cup. Jose Mourinho's team lost at home to second-tier Derby County. The visitors were up 2-1 when United goalkeeper Sergio Romero got a red card for handling outside the area. Marouane Fellaini equalized in the fourth minute of added time. The game then went to shootouts where 15 penalties were needed. Phil Jones was the only one to miss. Here's the Derby manager. Frank Lampard, who played under Mourinho at Chelsea. What a night! What a great night for the club, the fans. You know, what support we had here. Uh, performance from the lads, the team was superb. They were fantastic. Everything I would want from them and more to come here and show the, the personality to play and, and dominate large parts of the game. I think we deserve to win in, in normal play, in normal time. Uh, a real kick in the teeth for them to score when they did in the 94th and a half minute uh, on it, of injury time, um, but character, quality of penalties, a special night for the club, really special. Burnley were also knocked out by lower league opposition. They were beaten 2-1 by third-tier side Burton Albion. No problems, though, for the cup holders Manchester City. They won 3-0 at Oxford United with goals from Gabriel Jesus, Riyad Mahrez and Phil Foden. Here's the City boss, Pep Guardiola. This kind of game showed me a lot of things about our team. The commitment without the ball, we know these kind of games are so risky, no extra time, so penalties. All the teams, they are physically strong, they have a good argument, so they, they made a good a good game, but uh, we make many, many good things. I'm so delighted for the performance and, and being the next round. Bournemouth survived a scare to reach the fourth round. They blew a two-goal lead against Blackburn Rovers before a late winner from Callum Wilson secured a 3-2 win. Crystal Palace won 3-0 at West Bromwich Albion. Fulham were 3-1 winners over Millwall. And in the all-Premier League tie, Leicester City beat Wolverhampton 3-1 on penalties after a goalless 90 minutes. Elsewhere in Europe... Inter beat Fiorentina 2-1 to move up to 5th in the Italian Serie A. In Spain, Atletico Madrid beat Huesca 3-0 to go 3rd in La Liga. Bayern Munich dropped points in the German Bundesliga for the first time this season. They were held one all by Augsburg. Finally to baseball, the Milwaukee Brewers kept pressure on the Chicago Cubs in the race for the National League Central. The Brew crew clobbered St. Louis 12-4 to move within half a game of the Cubs for the division lead. The Cubs were blanked 6-0 by Pittsburgh. And in the American League, the Houston Astros beat Toronto 4-1 to record their 100th win. The Astros' magic number to clinch the AL West is now at 1. And that's your look at sports. And that's the news from RTHK. Can you move like that? Look at here, can you move like that? It gets me up, anxiety. 